I was undermanned going up against this Canadian she-devil. Forrest Whitaker. Lazy eye and everything. Because I feel like sometimes Crowell gets a little lazy. His ball carry vision, I think, is right on par with <laughs> yeah. Forrest Whitaker in that eye. Oh, I feel as the... Oh, shh. You're jerking your dick like a goddamn pilgrim. Yeah, probably Crowell. What the hell is going on with this kid? He's his ass beat. That's bizarre as shit. Green hair, huh? Yeah. Tim Paul's teeth. And some blank. Yeah, pretty much. And she's just still like moving her hips, man. Like, is, is the shit still there? Is it working? I don't know if she got some nerve damage or can't feel where the hell the hoop is or what. Or maybe she's retarded. I don't know. Welcome to The Flex. Now broadcasting from the Fantasy Sports Studios, here are your hosts of the flagship podcast, Chris Jakes and Jeff Kelly. Welcome to the Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Chris Jakes alongside Jeff Kelly. Jeff, how you doing? Doing pretty good today. How about yourself? Good, man. No complaints. Please subscribe to the show, leave us a review, and if you like the show, please go to our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash fantasy sports studios and join our premium membership. Benefits of being a premium member include fantasy draft kits, in-season weekly fantasy football strategies, daily plays of the week, weekly deep sleepers and busts, betting lines, and you'll get to know all of us on a more personal level. Premium memberships start at just five bucks a month. Can't beat that shit. And Jeff, I want to get you. Um, I want to get your thoughts on this recent trend of digging up old tweets and bringing them to the forefront of ESPN, which these days stands for everyone shits political news over there. Did you hear about that shit though with um, Sean with Sean Newcomb for the Braves? All these other guys, Trey Turner, all these other guys with this racist shit they dig up from like when kids are in fucking high school. Yeah, that's. I don't know why we bring it up past stuff. They're adults. Every, when we were all young, we did dumb things. People who bring that up, you can't tell me they've never done something stupid when they were young or said stuff. No, you never, you don't have any uh, tweets or anything like that. No, fine. Yeah. I've got, uh, I went back a little bit and just seeing what I could get busted on, you know, and I, I did a little digging on myself. I have a questionable one. I, I don't, don't put anything, I don't put anything in social media because it always can come back and emails. Yeah, no, that's true, man. That's true. Especially these days, you got all these crazy bastards out there. I'll, I'll go back to one where I had a um, controversial Twitter battle with uh, Emmanuel Shariki. You know who that is? He was on the show Entourage. Um, history lesson. Moments in drunk history. July 9th, 2011. Now, I don't have exactly the tweet that Emmanuel Shariki tweeted, but ju- the gist of it was that Americans were lazy. And uh, at the time, Peyton Manning had a commercial where he was cheering on like the working American class of uh, citizens and alcohol may have been involved when I responded in this tweet at like one in the morning. Let's go insurance and justice. Let's go. Cut that meat. Sandwich. Cut that meat. Six dollars. Cut that meat. You're my favorite accountant. Tommy, please. Johnny, please. You're my fantasy team. All right. So here we go. July 9th, 2011. I responded to Manuel Shariki. Hey, hey. Fuck Canada and hippies. Cut that meat. Listen, you're lucky to be making money in the U.S. Don't have any fans in the USA. That's all I said, right? She took offense to that man. She put me on blast, which in turn pissed me off. So we had a back and forth going for about a week. And to me, it felt like the movie 300. This is Sparta! I was undermanned going up against this Canadian she-devil and about 30 of her fucking Canadian minions. who uh, took ple- I took great pleasure in slaying with some quick hitting comebacks that uh, would probably offend Eli Manning and... Nothing offends that guy. He just look like you don't give a fuck about anything. Slinging that shit in their face like an asshole monkey at the zoo, man. But uh, anyways, not that anybody gives a fuck what I tweet about anyway. It's week three of the 2018 Division of Vision. Today we've got the AFC East. Later in the week, we'll bang out the NFC East harder than Jimmy G at his senior home on bingo night. Score! NFL News. Andrew Luck went up against the Colts defense, and Luck damn sure gave them the D as he goes 19 for 22 and two touchdown passes. Listen, everybody did that last year against them. I know. I'm sure the and now this is just good. pre or spring practice, whatever you want to call it. Well, it's training camp, and it's only one practice. Yeah, we'll see. But even still, though, are you starting to feel optimistic about Luck in 2018? Nope. 
Yeah. I mean, I couldn't find any confirmation that Luck wasn't using, that he was using regulation-sized balls. If Luck does play all 16 games, I think he is easy a top 10 guy, but we have to see it to believe it. Speaking of quarterbacks, he may not be ready. Carson Wentz, Coach Doug Peterson saying that it's all in his head right now. That he's, he doesn't look the same. He looks a little off. But he's scared. I'm not worried. I think Wentz is still going to be awesome this year, yeah. Joe Flacco looking better than ever. Ravens camp, according to Ravens people, and I'm calling straight bullshit on that one. Flacco is not even relevant to talk about, really. Yeah, Parker had a lot to say about that last episode when I saw him about how you and Wilbur dog and Flacco, but I said, he said he's going to be a top 12 guy. He's like, if you ever want to get on the show and talk about Flacco, we'll let you. I said, but I'll tell you 12 quarterbacks right now better than him. Oh, that's right. He's a Ravens. And I need like 15 yeah. or 16 off, off rip. I said, Pat, Pat Mahomes is probably going to finish higher than him, too. And he's, he's going to be a second-year guy. Even with this fire that under Flacco's ass, by all accounts, I don't think Flacco's going to do shit. I don't think he's going to do anything. I do like that he has Crabtree. I think that's going to help him a lot because Crabtree's a, one of the better receivers for him. I wouldn't take Flacco in a 20-team league. Not even as a bi-week fill-in. <laughs> all right, Baker Mayfield exceeding all of Hugh Jackson's expectations. And I've been saying since draft day, Mayfield is the guy to run that Cleveland Browns offense. I can guarantee you that. You agree? No, I like Tyrod still. Tom Brady's dad bod photo surfaces. And uh, I'll be honest, man, I was actually a little surprised when I saw that photo. Tom Brady's got a whole TB12 reg- uh, regimen and all that. And this dude's got absolutely no muscle definition. Like, I don't know what the hell. I mean, that dude looks like he's just a 40-year-old dad with like three, four kids and shit. He's got which the, I guess he is. He's got the recipe. Well, we know one thing. He damn sure is not doing steroids. That's for damn sure. Not let them wait either. <laughs> I don't think dudes did a sit up in his life, man. He does not have one ab definition at all, man. Not one marking whatsoever. I was a little surprised. He's like, you're pushing all this healthy shit and this whole pliability muscles and all that. And dude doesn't have any muscles to, uh, to be pliable with. I don't know. It's questionable. Suspect. Some recent NFL signings. You got Minnesota Vikings who signed Stephon Diggs to a five-year, $72 million extension. $40 million guaranteed. You think he's worth just over $14 million per year? Yeah, like 60 catches, 850 yards, uh, 8 touchdowns. No, I, I would, uh, that's a lot. Maybe 8 to 10 range. Receivers are getting Maybe paid. Maybe more incentives. Yeah, receivers are getting paid. Crazy. Man. Way too much. Yeah, I agree. Sam Darnold signs with the Jets finally. You agree he's going to be the week one starter? Nope. You're going with McCown? Yep. Order? McCown? Yeah, I'm going with Darnold. And we're going to stay with the Jets here as we jump into the division and vision. AFC East. AFC East, New York Jets, burning questions like Ron Mexico at the health clinic. Oh, herpes. You remember that Ron Mexico shit, right? No. You remember Michael Vick? Fucking checked into an Atlanta health clinic years and years ago, man, under the name Ron Mexico because he didn't want people to know he had herpes. Really? You remember that? No, I never knew that shit. That's funny. Yeah. All right, number one, if Sam Darnold is the week one starter, which previous rookie quarterback would you compare him to? It's not going to be one week as far one starter. As performance. It's not going to be starting. All right. If you had to compare Sam Darnold to another quarterback in the NFL, who would you compare him to? Matt Leiner. Ooh, that bad, huh? Yep. He's a USC quarterback. Tell me one that's been good. Oh, no, I agree. USC quarterbacks are garbage. I think he's going to do a little bit better than most. I think he's going to be kind of like Carson Palmer. That's kind of where he's going to be on the high end of mediocre. All right, national here. Who is the best wide receiver to own from the New York Jets in 2018? Robbie Anderson. I agree. Robbie Anderson, hands down. Number three, Elijah McGuire with a broken foot. Do you like any New York Jets running backs in 2018? And if so, who and where would you draft them? I like Rawls still. Yeah, I still like Rawls in that backfield. I don't like any of the other guys. But you know what? If they, they did work out Alpha Morris and Orleans Zarqua, if one of them do come in there, do you like them to overtake those other guys? No. I think Alfred Morris could. You know, Alfred Morris kind of reminds me of Thomas Jones back in the day. Morris could do it. But I'm with you. Right As it stands right now, I still like Rawls the best out of that group, even though Rawls is the third third man in line to get carries there. All right, next one. Is Quincy Inunua a top 35 wide receiver this season? I would say no. I'm going to put him outside the top 35. I think he's going to be right around 35 there, 33, 34, 35. Somewhere in that ballpark. I'll bet 40. All right, next one here. Who is the best fantasy option for the Jets in 2018? Robbie Anderson. I agree, Robbie Anderson. Bum. Trans culture, who's transitioning? What's the change? Who day? 
Craigslist today. All right. Players compared to different characters in movies, TV, whatever. All right, number one. Who is film or TV's version of Isaiah Crowell and what's project for Crowell in 2018? I'm going to go for his movie projection. I would do it like a Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker? That's yeah. a good one. Lazy eye and everything. Because I feel like yeah. sometimes Crowell his, gets a little lazy. His, his ball carrier vision, I think, is right on par with Forrest yeah. Whitaker in that eye. Uh, I'm going to go Billy Bob Thorne from Sling Blade. I think he just, his running style is kind of retarded. I'm going to go with that one. All right. Who is film or TV's version of Sam Darnold and what do you project for him? Oh, what did you project for Crowell? The Rock from Baywatch. All the hype, but it was a big bust. Did you see that movie? Yeah. Was it shitty? Was Jumanji right. shitty? Did you see that one? It was all a little corny. Jumanji was good. Oh, was it? I haven't seen either one. I like that comparison of Sam Darnold. I'm going to go Mark Hamill from the last Star Wars that came out. That shit was, was terrible. What a shit movie that was. Again, all the hype. Busted out, man. Uh, what do you project for Crowell and for Donald? You, Donald, you don't think sees the field at all, right? Yeah. Not even late in the season? I'm not touching him. Yeah, well, fuck you then. Because I don't need your tight ass anyway, bitch. Crowell, you think he gets five touchdowns? Yeah. I think that's kind of where he's going to have I think he's about touchdowns. five or six, just because he does play our division six times. And our division defense isn't that great this year. I can see a couple breaks here and there. All right, how about film or TV's version of Robbie Anderson? I'm going to go uh, Al Bundy from Married with Children. He can be sneaky, yeah. but be really good. All right. What the fuck are you talking about? You're out of your element, dude. Shut the fuck up. He could come out and crush it because Bundy used to crush it sometimes. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, Robbie Anderson, I'll go Will Ferrell and Step Brothers. Kind of overlooked, doesn't really get much cred, but uh, can come through for you. Can't really know why I mix your style when you need him most. Like Kobayashi. <laughs> How about Terrell Pryor? Terrell Pryor? Yeah. Huh. I feel like Terrell Pryor is going to be one of those guys who doesn't get a lot of play, but gets these random touchdowns. I'm going to go with the little Giants, the little chunky white boy where we get that touchdown at the end of the game. I think I'm going to go uh, Rudy. Dude showed up for dude showed up once, and then that was it, man. That was that was it, just one and done. How about Jordan Leggett, projected starting tight end for the Jets this year? I'm going to go with... Uh, hopefully we're not doing this for every team. No, this is it. Okay, oh, it's going to be fucking here until like 7 o'clock tonight. Well, let's go. Uh, huh, with Jordan, I'm going to go with, uh, I feel like he could be Equalizer 1. He'll sneak up on your ass and kill you out of nowhere. Did you see Equalizer 2? Not yet. Uh, okay, I got to see that one too. Um, I'm going to go Eminem from 8 Mile because uh, this dude's kind of flying under the radar. Dude could pop, man. Right, especially if Sam Darnold's playing rookie quarterbacks like the, the bigger targets with tight ends. I think like it could get you five or six touchdowns this year if he gets us if he holds on to the starting job. Buffalo Bills. Bed shitters. <laughs> and home run hitters. Fire away. I'm gonna throw a name out there. Josh Allen. I still wouldn't. It's hard for me to draft him, but I think he'll be the best rookie quarterback. I think he's going to be the rookie quarterback that's going to have career dysentery because I think he's going to be shit in the bed his whole career. I think he shits the bed this year. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, number two, AJ McCarron. Projected starter. Shit in the bed. Yeah, I think he's going to shit the bed too. LaShawn McCoy, who I think is going to get suspended because of the whole, you know, beating a shit. You think so with that? That's... Yeah, that's a hard. But. They suspend you for everything these days. I mean, they're probably going to suspend Ricky Sales Jones for. You well, know, McCoy, was, McCoy wasn't even in town. He was out of town when that happened. Maybe he called the friend. Just like when dude's got a dead body in his yard. It's hard to prove. So you're gonna, they're going to suspend, uh, what's his name from the Giants? Because that guy's body was in the backyard? No. Yes, I don't know. Good. George Jenkins, good. No, they're not going to suspend Jenkins. They're investigating that shit, though. Of course they're going to have to investigate it. There's a murder in his backyard. Do you think McCoy plays all 16? No. He'll probably play 14 because I think he's older. His injury could have an injury. I think he's going to – he's hard. 
That's what she said. I think he's going to shit the bed for where he's getting drafted. How about that? Oh, I think he's definitely going to do that. I think he's shit in the bed, too. All right, Kelvin Benjamin. I think he's going to be a home run hitter. I agree. I agree. I'll get to my bull predictions later on. And I think Kelvin Benjamin's going to be pretty solid this year. How about Charles Clay? Home run hitter. I'm going to say bed hitter. Also the top. Especially if Allen comes in and plays. I think A.J. McCarron. I think they're going to get Clay involved. I think he's got an opportunity. I think he'll be good daily play. I just wouldn't trust him this season long. I don't think he's going to be a top 10 or top 12. I think he's going to be outside top 15. I mean, last year he started off well, kind of tailed off. I like Charles Clay, though. How about Zay Jones, second-year wide receiver? Bad shitter. Agreed, bad shitter. And just for my own sake here, I'll throw in Chris Ivory. Bad shitter. I think he's going to be a short-term home run hitter there. Overall, season long, bad shitter. I think he's going to win just some weeks, though, when McCoy goes down or if he gets suspended. I think Chris Ivory is going to be a factor this year in fantasy. True or false? LaShawn McCoy will rush for more than 900 yards and record more than seven touchdowns total. 900 yards, false, seven touchdowns, true. Yeah, under 900 yards rushing. I think he'll have more than 900 total. And I see, you know McCoy, I, see Mc, I see McCoy between 50 to 60 yards, 70 yards rushing every week and 40 to 60 yards receiving with a touchdown here and there. I just feel like he's big at catching that ball on the backfield still. Yeah, I can see like 450, 500 yards receiving for him. But with rushing, though, I, I'm thinking maybe 800, maybe. Yeah. But I could see overall like 12, 1300 yards total, total offense for him. I'm going to say under on the touchdowns, though. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Gillisley goes back to Buffalo after he gets cut. Well, I ain't worried about that. But remember, he, he vultured the shit on McCoy a couple years ago. I don't like McCoy down in that red zone. How about uh, next one here? Kelvin Benjamin will be, will be a top 25 receiver in 2018. True. Agreed, true. Zay Jones will be the best wide receiver in Buffalo this year. False. Agreed, false. You think he's number two? Number yeah. two receiving option? Yeah. I think he's going to be kind of touchdown dependent guy. Well, I think it'll be Benjamin McCoy than Clay in receiving, but if we're just talking about receivers, yeah, Zay's number two. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to say 500 yards, five touchdowns for Zay Jones. I think that's kind of where he's going to be. I think he'll get more yards just because of the long ball, but I don't think many touchdowns. How about this last one here? Chris Ivory is the most important handcuff heading into draft season. Huh. I'm going to say false. I think, I think Ingram is the most important handcuff. Kamara gets hurt. You know it's Ingram's job easy. That's true. And Kamara's not a big guy. I agree with you. I think Chris Ivory's going to be interesting, though, like I said. I, yeah, because he had a couple nice games when the Fournette was out. When he gets a, vol- a high volume of workload, he does okay. You're right. He did last year do pretty yeah. well in Jacksonville when he, in those opportunities. And he actually caught the ball pretty well last year, surprisingly. All right, let's go to your Miami Dolphins here. Miami Dolphins. Burning questions like Ron Mexico at the health clinic. Oh, herpes! Number one, how do you think Ryan Tannehill will perform after missing all of 2017? And where does he rank among fantasy quarterbacks? He'll be better than Flacco, Parker. Definitely will be. Tannehill's going to be tricky because before he got hurt, remember he was a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, that so, 2014, yeah, was it? When before, they Denver too, and he, he just killed it that game, man. I think his peak is quarterback 10, but I think he's going to be between 10 to 15 range. You're, okay, you're higher on than I am. I think he's going to be around quarterback, let's say 15 to 20. He's got potential, man. Yeah, so I say his highest is 10, I think he could finish. Anybody could finish in the top 10, but it'd be, have to be realistic. I'm saying between 10 to 15. More of the 15 range. So we're probably pretty close to each other. Dude's versatile. Dude can run. He's a mobile quarterback. He played wide receiver in college. If he doesn't worry about that 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 injury, the ACL, I think he, he could have a good opportunity. This is going to be it for him, I think, man, because this is, what, year three of Adam Gates? Yep. Yeah, I think it's a big year for Tannehill. This is his, probably going to be his last year to see what he can do. I agree. All right, next one. Will Kenyon Drake be a top 18 fantasy running back, and where's the earliest you would take him on draft day? The earliest I would take Drake is probably the sixth round. I know his ADP is in four right now, right? Is that still in four? As of today, Kenyon Drake's ADP is round four, pick six. Yep. So yeah, I figured that. That that's the earliest I take him as six, top eighteen running back. Easily, if he's a three down guy, he'll be a top ten guy. But I got to see how they're doing to run this system. Jeffisms. 
You know, Drake kind of reminds me of, of Jamal Charles, a poor man Jamal Charles. I think if he gets 15 touches a game, he's good enough to be a top 18 fantasy running back. I do too, because I think he uh, he's explosive and he can he's dynamic enough. Yeah, I agree. To break out the film. Earliest I would take him, I think round five. If he falls to mid to late round five, I think I'd be okay there. I'd love to have him as my flex. I guess depending on the draft was, I guess I could jump on round. No, because there's other people I went round five before him. So no, I'm saying six. Okay. Depending on the draft goes, sometimes it can go weird. Yeah, if he goes zero RB, I think he's definitely a guy you would you would forget oh, about. If I have zero, if for some reason the way the draft went, I just landed three uh, tied into three receivers. I definitely would take him in round five, no problem. Yeah, for sure. All right, next one here. Where does Dolphins rookie tight end Mike Gesicki rank among fantasy tight ends this year? This is going to be tricky because all this hype, but he can't block. He's just supposed to be be able to catch. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say top, same thing, 10 to 15 range. That's his ceiling? Or that's where you got him ranked around? I got him ranked 14th right now. Okay. But tight ends, you know how they are. They're always weird. It is weird, man. It's so weird. There's so many. If this hype is true and same to your tight ends. If this hype is true about this guy, he could he could bust in like one of my uh, bold predictions. He could be a top eight tight end, but we got to see it. Yeah, I think I agree. I think his ceiling is Evan Ingram last year because of the lack of options, with the lack of established options in Miami. I think his ceiling is Evan Ingramish, but I'll tell you, I think he's going to be around tight end fifteen just because of the fact that. Uh, there's so many tight ends in that tier, man. They're just all kind of grouped together. It's harder to, to rank those guys. They're all kind of the same, you know, similar. All right, next one here. Will Danny Amendola haul in more than 70 catches this year? I'm going to go true because Landry's gone. I'm going to go false. I don't think Amendola's going to make it. I think he's going to be around 60, 65. I think he's close to 70. I don't think he's going to get 70. Uh, next one. Is this the year Devontae Parker puts together a breakout season? Let's go true again. We're gonna, we've said it the past three years, so maybe this is the one. <laughs> I'm going to go true, too, just because, just by default, because I think Amendola gets hurt. Kenny Sills, the deep guy. I think Devontae Parker has to get... I bet he gets 140 targets this year. I think he's going to have to. As long as he's healthy, I think he does break out. Would you rather... You wanted to eat that lollipop out of that stripper snatch. You wanted to do it. What'd you do? Nothing. You're the box of nerds out of a butthole. Ah! Better running back to your own in Miami, Frank Gore or Kalen Balaj? Old man time, Frank Gore. A handcuff. Yeah, you going Frank Gore? Yeah. I'm going to go Balazs. I think Gore, I think he's just strictly depth. If that curly-headed fuck wasn't here, everything would be perfect. Balazs, kind of kind of intrigued by Balazs. I want to see how that's going to play out there. I was going to shake out Miami. Would you rather have Devontae Parker or Kenny Stills? Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker, PPR, Kenny Stills, standard for me. Danny Amendola or Mike Gesicki? Gesicki. I agree. Because it's a tight end. Especially in standard leagues. Would you rather draft Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, or Derek Carr this year? Derek Carr. I agree. I'm going Derek Carr, too. Last one. Would you rather draft Kenyon Drake, LaShawn McCoy, Marshawn Lynch, or Derek Henry? Would you draft out of that bunch? I'm just going to go Kenyon Drake because he's the PPR guy. PPR, I'm going Drake. And he can break out. PPR, I'm going Drake slightly ahead of McCoy. And Henry. Standard, I think I'm going to go Lynch. Just for the touchdowns. I think the offense will be better in Oakland. New England Patriots. New England Patriots. Five questions. Number one, will Tom Brady be a top five fantasy quarterback this year? False. Agreed. I think he's going to be around number six or seven. Next one, Julian Edelman returns week five. What do you project for him rest of season? And will he be a wide receiver one, two, or three? Uh, He'll be a... Borderline high two, low one. I agree. PPR, I think he's right there. I think he's going to yeah. be running that borderline there. And I think he's going to have about 700 yards and six touchdowns, I'll say. Nah, he's over and over on that. No, under yards, over touchdowns. Over touchdowns? Okay. Yeah. Who will be the best running back in New England this year? James White. You stupid, ignorant son of a bitch, dumb bastard. I think it'll be the worst. I'm going to go Sonny Michelle. Is the Patriots defense a top 12 fantasy defense this year? No. I think they will be. They still have Stephon Gilmore, Dante Hightower's coming back. Still got Malcolm Brown in the middle. I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be top 12 right around there. Last one. Who leads the Patriots in receiving this year in 2018? 
I'm going to go Edelman. I'm going to go Chris Hogan leads in yards, Gronk in TDs. Edelman's going to Well, go shit, if we want to throw Gronk in there, Gronk leads in everything, I think. Catches TDs and yards. Healthy. All right, over under 1,400 total yards and seven touchdowns for Sony Michelle. Under, under. I'm going to go under on total yards. I'm going to go over on touchdowns. I think about eight touchdowns total. Chris Hogan, over under 1,000 yards, seven and a half touchdowns. I'm going to go under yards, under touchdowns. I'm going over, over. Last one here, Tom Brady, over under 4,500 yards, 33 touchdowns. Hmm. Under yards, you said 30 touchdowns? 33. 33 touchdowns? Mm-hmm. That's pretty close. I think he goes at 32 or 34 in between that range. So I'll say under. Yeah, I'm going to go over on the yardage and we're under on the TDs. True or false? Not much under. Maybe 32, yeah. Next one. Jeremy Hill will score six rushing touchdowns this year. True. Mm, I'm going to go under about five again. Next one. Gronk will finish as the number one fantasy tight end for the second year in a row. False. Who do you got to have him? I got to look at Rudolph, man, because when, when Kirk was with Reed, Rudolph could be sneaky and he might jump that one. I just make Gronk easy. I think now that Kelsey's got a rookie quarterback, now Ertz is. Pat Mahomes is not a rookie. He's second year, but. Well, young, first year starting quarterback. Young quarterbacks go to their tight end, so that could be beneficial for Kelsey because he's their best receiving option, I think, easily. Could be. I think Sammy Watkins leads in targets, though. Just going downfield like he likes to do. Last one here. Rex Burkhead is the most underrated PPR running back right now. True. Yeah. I think he could. Yeah, I guess I'll go true with that. There's a couple of guys, I think, on that list. AFC East Division Recap. Fantasy Locks. All right, AFC East Division Recap. Fantasy Locks for the Jets. You got anybody? For the Jets, Locks? Yep. Nope. Give me Robbie Anderson, wide receiver two. Quincy Inunua, wide receiver three. And I think Jordan Leggett is kind of interesting in PPR tight ends if Sam Darnold's a starter, because like you just hit on, young quarterbacks like the tight ends. How about the Buffalo Bills? For locks, Charles Clay is a top 15 tight end. That's it. Kelvin Benjamin, Lowen, two, receiver. Okay. I'm going to go with Kelvin Benjamin, wide receiver, two, I agree with you there, and I'll go with Bills defense, top 12. Dolphins. My lock would be Kenny Drake as a RB2, Lowen, one. And then I'm going to go for, uh, I think Parker is going to be easy our uh, receiver too. Gusecki is going to be right on that borderline of uh, one and two. Locks from me for the Dolphins. I'm going to go Kenyon Drake, high RB2. Devontae Parker, wide receiver two. Kenny Stills, wide receiver three, four. And Dolphins defense, I think, could be top 12 to top 15 with potentially two rookie quarterbacks starting four games against them this year too with Josh Allen and Sam Darnold potentially. Yeah. I have one of the Patriots, fantasy locks. Brady. And Gronk, Brady Lowen, one. Gronk, top three, tight end. Fantasy locks for the Patriots. Tom Brady, QB1. Julian Edelman, top 15. PPR, wide receiver when he returns from suspension. Chris Hogan, wide receiver two. Of course, Rob Gronkowski, tight end one. I'll even go kicker here. Steven Gustavski, kicker one, top three kicker, I'm going to say. Pat's defense, top 12. Sony Michelle, RB2. Beer goggle picks. I make it. I know you got boiled peanuts in those pants. Do we have sex? Mmm. Man. Yeah, it helps me win. Nice. You're gonna regret that in the morning. I immediately regret this decision. What'd you do? Um, your asshole, I guess. Fantasy disappointments for the Jets. Pretty much their whole team. <laughs> Isaiah Crowell, Bilal Powell, Jermaine Curse. Those are my three guys on this shit list. All right, how about the Bills? The Bills, I think McCoy's going to hurt people, especially where he's getting drafted. And Charles Clay, nah, yeah. I think he might drop out of the top 15. Could be a, a disappointment. Buffalo Bills, fire up Zay Jones and LaShawn McCoy on my shit list. Whether by hook or by crook, suspension or injury, LaShawn McCoy going to bust through his pants. And he's going to shit all over that football field in 2018. How about the Dolphins? 
For the Dolphins, I think people got to watch where girls get drafted, so it could hurt him. Danny Amendola and Frank Gore, both on my shit list. Amendola had himself some good weeks of PPR. I just do not trust his durability and his age. So for those reasons, I'm not high on Danny Amendola at all. Frank Gore, older than dirt. No thanks. If I had to compare Frank Gore to a guy, a television show or movie character, man, I'm going to go ahead and say he's that dude, Kenny from South Park. That dude just will not die, man. No matter how many times we think he's dead, that he's done, that dude just keeps coming back. All right, Patriots, disappointments. Patriots, Sonny Michelle's going too high, and I think Brady could probably bust this year because he's at that point, could be a bust season. I think Tom Brady slightly. I think he's got too high of an ADP right now. I don't think he offers much value in that spot. But like I said, he's still going to be a QB1. I'm going to say QB6 right now. And Rex Burkhead. I think Sonny Michelle is going to run away with this job easily. I mean, first-round pick. Dude's talented. I love Sonny Michelle this year. Rex Burkhead, dude's got an injury history. He hasn't done it for a long time. I think he will have some value week to week, but I would not feel good owning and starting and knowing when to start Rex Burkhead. Stealth mode. Stealth mode, flying under the radar. For the Jets, Quincy Newell, he's flying under the radar. He could be sneaky, like you said. For the Jets, going to give me Jordan Leggett, Quincy Inunua, Thomas Rawls. For the Buffalo Bills, who you got? Zay Jones. I mean, a lot of these guys don't even get drafted. Give me Kelvin Benjamin and Chris Ivory because of that shady potential suspension being investigated. We'll see how that plays out. But even if not, Shady's another guy that's dealt with a lot of injuries throughout his career. So we're not feeling good about owning Shady this season either. All right, for the Dolphins. Flying under the radar. I like how you said Kenny Stills because he did pretty decent last year for the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I'm going Mike Gesicki, Kenny Stills, Kalen Balaj is a guy to watch. I think Kalen Balaj is still flying under the radar. This is a guy I definitely want to watch in the preseason. All right, for the Patriots. Burkhead, he's flying way under the radar because he was dominating last year until he got hurt. Yeah, he was. Of course, I'm going Sonny Michelle. I think he's still flying under the radar. I know his, his draft stock is on the rise right now. I think he's all the way up to round four. But I think this guy could definitely be a top 15 running back in fantasy in 2018. Most intriguing player. Who are the most intriguing players from each team? Patriots. Who you got? No, I like Sonny Michelle. He could be intriguing. He could be sneaky good. Oh, yeah. Sonny Michelle, definitely. But we have to wait because you know how we get worried about some rookie running backs at that position, especially with the Pats, but some we feel more comfortable with. The Dolphins, intrigued. I want to see how Parker really does this year as he's the number one. No competition realistically in that that world right there. Going Ryan Tannehill, Kenyon Drake. as a 1A, 1B there. I'm intrigued to see both these guys and how they're going to utilize Kenyon Drake in that lead role. Kaseki too. I want to see how he does. All that hype about him. Okay. For the Jets, I'm on board with you, Leggett. See what he can perform as a tight end. I'm going Sam Darnold. Bills. I'm going to go with Chris Ivory. He's most intriguing with the whole shady stuff that's going around there. Age, injury, and investigation. Like Michael Jackson surrounded by underage penises. <laughs> it's time for touches. No, that's ignorant. All right, who leads the Jets' backfield in touches this year for running backs? Touches? Yeah, touch most touches. Oh, I feel as a oh shh. You're jerking your dick like a goddamn pilgrim. Yeah, probably Crowell. I'm going Blau Powell as a guy who's going to get the most receptions. Clearly, I think it's going to be a 60-40 split. I'm going to say 60% of the carries are going to go to Isaiah Crowell until he goes down from injury. I'm going to say Blaw Powell gets probably about 30% and Rawls 10% for now, but I think Rawls has the biggest upside. I think Rawls has the most upside in that New York Jets backfield. All right, Buffalo Bills. LaShawn McCoy, how do you think he outtouches Chris Ivory this year? 70-30. I agree, man. McCoy 70, Ivory 30. But if McCoy gets suspended to begin the season, which is still a possibility, I think Ivory could solidify himself as a guy that could split work with McCoy even 50-50. Again, that's all hinging on the suspension or possible suspension of LaShawn McCoy. How about the Dolphins? Kenyon Drake, Frank Gore, Kalen Balaj. How does that break down? 
who leads and touches? Drake, 60%. Mm-hmm. Gore, 30%. 10% Balage. Okay. I'm going Drake, 60. Balage, 25. Gore, 15. All right, Patriots. Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead, Jeremy Hill, Mike Gillisley, James White. I, I don't think Gillisley. Who are the top two in touches on that team? Burkhead, Michelle. You think Burkhead outtouches Michelle? Yeah. I think Michelle gets 6% of that workload. Burkhead, 20. All right, I think Hill, Hill is, I'm sure you're, I think Hill is definitely inside the 10-yard line guy if they're oh, going to yeah. run it. Probably Burkhead do that, that, probably do that wing formation. One, one deep running back and two, Michelle or Burkhead or White. I'm going Sony Michelle, 60%, Burkhead, 20, Hill, 10, White, 10, and Gillespie is going to be cut. Lottery ticket pick. Lottery ticket picks. One lottery ticket player that could break out in 2018. I think my breakout, Parker for the Dolphins, Sonny Michelle for the Pats, Thomas Rawls for the Jets, Josh Allen for the Bills. For the Jets, Sam Darnold, Bills, Zay Jones, Dolphins. Yep, Devontae Parker. Patriots, without a doubt, Sonny Michelle. Time for some... Home cooking, the recipe for success, Chef Ramsay style. Gentlemen, today is about consistency. Are you consistently shit? They're gonna blow fire in your face, you fucking donkey! I don't give a fuck if you got a thumb off your fat crack. Give me nine fucking chops, you stupid big bitch. You look like the female version of fucking Hannibal Lecter. Put your fucking tongue in and concentrate. Fucking bimbo. Look at yourselves in the mirror, because it's a fucking disgrace. You are so shit, you don't realize what you're doing. Fuck you. All right, home cooking, top five AFC East targets on your fantasy football shopping list in 2018. Some guys that you would target in upcoming fantasy drafts. Top five favorite, Drake, Gronk, Benjamin. I like Quincy Nunoir really late. And then I'm going to go ahead and throw a Kaseki. I like it. A lot of good value picks there. All right, let me give you my five to one. Number five, I'm going to go Robbie Anderson, Devontae Parker. I think they're both kind of right there. Four, I'm going to go Chris Hogan. Three, Julian Edelman. Two, Kenyon Drake. And my number one target in the AFC East, Sony Michelle. Winners. I want winners. And losers. You are one pathetic loser. All right, division winners and standings. Who's your winner? Patriots. And who finishes two through four? Dolphins, Bills, Jets. Agreed. I think the, the Pats probably go 12 and four, 11 and five, and you got the Dolphins probably seven and nine. And then you probably got those other two guys if it's broke his four and 12 each. I agree all the way down, man. Patriots, Dolphins, Bills, Jets. I'll say Patriots 11 and five. I'll say Dolphins go nine and seven. I'll say Bills six and 10. I'll say Jets five and 11. The ultimate fantasy fampening. All right, give me your AFC East fantasy starting lineup. Starting lineup, I got Brady as my QB, McCoy, Drake as my RB1 and 2 to whatever you want to do. I got Edelman and Parker as my receivers, Gronk as my tight end, Amendola as my flex, and the Dolphins defense. All right, I'm going Tom Brady, quarterback. My running backs, Kenyon Drake, Sony Michelle. Wide receivers, Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan. Tight ends, obviously Gronk. Yep. Flex, I'm going to go Robbie Anderson. Kicker, Gostowski, defense pads. I'm reluctant to put LaShawn McCoy on there because he's a guy I think he's going to be in this next segment here we're going to get to right now. So let's hit on that segment. Wrecking Ball. Wrecking your fantasy season worse than Terry Crews wrecking Miley Cyrus's snatch. I came in like a wrecking ball. You ever was me. Wrecking Ball. Give me one player from each team that you feel is the most likely to wreck your 2018 fantasy football team. I think Gore for the Dolphins. I think Anderson for the Jets because that rookie does come in. Darnold, who knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I kind of did a little slash Brady and Michelle for the Pats because we never know what could happen there because if Brady gets hurt, Michelle's value is horrible because he'll probably just run Jeremy Hill and have Burkhead back there. And I think LaShawn McCoy in his draft can destroy your team. Mm-hmm. All right, Jets, I'm going Isaiah Crowell and Bilal Powell. I think they're both going to shit the bed for your team. Bills, like I keep saying today, LaShawn McCoy. Three, Dolphins, I'm going Kenyon Drake. But really, you're right, it's Frank Gore's intruding ass that's going to really 
F up that whole situation for your fantasy team if you own Kenyon Drake. Patriots, I'm going Gronk because he's been fairly healthy lately, last couple of years. I mean, he's missed a few games here and there, but nothing serious. But I'm just waiting for that ball to drop, man. It's, it's very, you're going to be very anxious and nervous as always if you own Rob Gronkowski because at any given moment, that dude can just be gone for the season and then poof, you're done like that because he's a high draft pick. Busting out like Fat Amy's ass in spandex, Hulk Hogan style. AFC East guys, you think are going to break out in 2018? That's pretty much almost the same thing as uh, most intriguing I got for me. Parker is going to bust out. Sony Michelle, even though it's kind of breakout or bust, I think that's going to happen for him mm-hmm. to see what it is. I think Thomas Raw might be sneaking to steal that job from everybody as long as he's healthy. And I think Josh Allen could be a breakout. I've got Sony Michelle, Kenyon Drake, Mike Gesicki, Devontae Parker, and Quincy Inunua. Fire up the prediction machine. Five bold predictions. Five bold predictions for the AFC East. Yeah, I'm going to go my five bold projections. I'm going to go uh, my PPR. Kenyon Drake's a top five running back. And then I'm going to go uh, Gesicki, top five tight end. Josh Allen finishes number one QB over all the rookies in a top 18 regularly. I'm going to say Thomas Rawls, a top 20 standard guy. And I'm going to say uh, Sonny Michelle jumps in the top 10 for PPR, even though with all those options in New England. You like to go super bold on these. You definitely do. Uh, I don't go quite as bold as you on these. We might have to redo a segment where we get more realistic ones here. But I'm going to go down my list real quick. Just a couple names you tell me. Number one. Sony Michelle will finish ahead of Christian McCaffrey in PPR scoring for the season. No. Challenge flag. I knew you'd like that. I knew you'd get on that one, man. Got it. Challenge accepted. Number two. If healthy for the entire season, Chris Hogan will be a top 17 wide receiver. That's possible. Number three. Kelvin Benjamin will score 10 touchdowns. I like that. Chris Ivory will have more rushing yards than Isaiah Crowell. I feel like if Ivory gets two starts, he probably can. <laughs> Quincy Inunua will have more than 65 catches, 800 yards, and five touchdowns on the season. I would, uh, that's too many bounces to feed there. I can't touch that at all. Any of those guys. All right, ready to get that mailbag? Yeah. Let's go. Mailbag. Can we talk about the mail, please? I'm dying to talk about the mail all day. They've been asking for their mail on a daily basis. Barney, give this guy a cigarette. He's freaking out. Who? Barney. Who the hell is Barney? You don't see Barney. Oh, shit. What the hell are you? You've lost your damn mind. Number one, redraft league. Draft is next Sunday. I have pick five in a 12-team league. I want to go RBRB with my first two picks, which with my first two picks, which running backs are the best case scenario and that I should target? Johnny in Los Angeles, California. Kamara and McCaffrey. Kamara's a top five in the way that ADP's going. He, his ceiling is the number one PPR running back, as well as uh, McCaffrey will be a low end, one high end two. So I think you could do Kill it right there with those two guys. I'm right there with you, man. I wouldn't recommend sticking to a plan because it really depends on how the draft falls to you. So you can't go in with a plan saying, oh, I'm going RBRB no matter what. Because then you're going to fuck yourself if 12 running backs go out of the first 20 picks. But having said that, two running backs that I think you could target if you want to go RBRB. In round one, I think DJ, David Johnson, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, I think those three guys, one of them will definitely be available at pick five. Round two, I agree, Jeff. I think McCaffrey's a good pick, but I would prefer Jordan Howard over him. I think Jordan Howard's a guy I would target on the way back. So, there you go. Number two, should I keep Kareem Hunt for my sixth overall pick or OBJ for my 17th overall pick? Standard scoring league, Brendan in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And Brendan, this is an easy question here. Not even close, OBJ. There you go. OBJ for your 17th pick, easy. Moving on. Okay, guys, I need some input here. I inherited a team in a keeper league that's been together for years. This is my first season in this league, and these are my keeper options. And the round I can pick them in as well. 
Single keeper, standard league, no PPR. One keeper, Jeff, in this list. Here we go. Cooper Cup, round 14. Dalvin Cook, round two. Marvin Jones, round nine. Matthew Stafford, round 11. Eric Ebron, round 14. Joe Mixon, round three. Jarvis Landry, round seven. Big Ben, round 12. I know they are on a great list. Who do you guys think would be the smartest option? Mike in Mansfield, Massachusetts. And go ahead, Jeff. This is easy. You keep it Marvin Jones in round nine. I think that value is too high. Yep, I agree 100%. I'm right there with you. Marvin Jones, round nine. Next one. Can you rank these running backs for me? I'm having a tough time deciding how I should rank them on my cheat sheet come draft day. Thanks, Tyler and Jenna Tennessee. All right, Jeff, rank these guys. Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, Sony Michelle, Kenyon Drake, Darius Geis, Jarek McKinnon. This is kind of tricky because I'm assuming this is a PPR back, and these are some of these guys are standard guys, but I definitely see At me and Chris. PPR league, sorry. Oh, I, me and Chris are definitely uh, on opposite ends. It's hard for me to put rookies up there, but I think Geis, he has an opportunity, huge opportunity in Washington. And then I'm going to throw uh, Derek Henry out there, Jarek McKinnon, followed by Drake. Those two guys would be pretty close if Drake gets the workload. I think Drake will be number one out of these guys easy if he was to get a 70% split. Then Michelle, then Mixon. I just don't feel comfortable mixing this year. Ellis is actually pretty damn close. Yeah, I agree with you. I got Mixon number six. Number five, I got McKinnon. Four, Derrick Henry. Three, Sony Michelle. Two, Kenyon Drake. Number one, Darius Geis. I think they're all kind of in the same tier, though, right there. Yeah. All right, next one. Would you rather take Cam Meredith or Juju Smith-Schuster, Amy, in Billings, Montana? Cam Meredith. Not even close. I think it's a good question. I think they're going to be close. I think they're both pretty comparable guys. I think they're very even. I think I'm going to go Cam Meredith just because I believe more in Drew Brees this year than, than Big Ben. Yeah. I just feel more comfortable with Meredith. Next one. Martavis Bryant, Marvin Jones, Jordy Nelson. Who are you taking out of these three? Miguel in Baltimore, Maryland. Jordy. I feel comfortable with his catching, and he's probably going to line up right there next to Cooper, and Cooper's going to demand coverage. I'm going Marvin Jones. Okay. Next one, better late-round quarterbacks in draft. Dak, Mitch Trubisky, Pat Mahomes, or Matt Ryan, Dave, and San Diego, California. I like Mahomes' upside. You can get him with round 13. Yep, I agree. I'm going Mahomes, too, for the upside. Next, weird superstitions that you do or that you've known people to do. Keith in Jackson, Mississippi. I have none. Oh, now I do have one. I do have one. And this is weird, all right? On game days... If I change the channel during a commercial break when I'm watching the game, no matter what game it is, what sport, doesn't matter, I have to repeat that action again before resuming what I was watching. So if I'm watching, let's say, Pats Dolphins, and, all right, touchdown, extra point, okay, now they're going to commercial break. I go and change the channel. Let's go go see what's going on in this other game real quick. And then I go back to the other Patriots game and say it just came back on. All right, well, you know what? We'll have to switch back to the other game again and go back again because I need to offset that. It has to be on an even number. Weird shit, man. I know. Weird superstition I have. But if it's going bad and Pats are getting their ass kicked or any team my roof for is getting their ass kicked, well, then I got to switch up the juju, man. And then I got to go just change it once and I don't have to do that repeat action. So kind of ebbs and flows based on how the game's going. Weird shit I know. And even, and you know what else is weird? The volume in my car needs to be on an even number, except for number 27. 27 is okay. It can be on 27, but you know what it can't be on? It cannot be on 28. 28's no good. Heard. Weird shit, man. Humans are fucking crazy, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. All right, next one. What's the funniest thing you've ever seen a kid do? Sarah in Gainesville, Florida. This is a, this was a hard one because there's so many things kids do that are, that are ridiculous. But I saw this kid one time, went to the store, put all this fake jewelry on. He got a green wig, high socks, and his parents are chasing him around the Walmart. Obviously, it happened at Walmart. And the kid, parents are trying to find him. I think it's more funny because the parents are running after him and he slid under their table. The parents fell. I was just like, what the hell is going on? This kid, he did his ass beat. That's bizarre as shit. Green hair, huh? Yeah. They have like tin foil on his teeth. And some blank. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the one I'm going to give here will actually give everyone listening, give all of you guys a visual because you can go and search this video out. So one thing that I've seen that's pretty damn funny that kid did that's fairly recent was this little girl, probably about three years old, maybe four. I don't know how old she is, but she's a little kid, little, little kid. And she's attempting a hula hoop 
which in what appears to be a supermarket, a Walmart or something. And she's attempting to hula hoop, even though the hoop is like already in her ankles. And she's just still like moving her hips, man. Like, is, is this shit still there? Is it working? I don't know if she got some nerve damage and can't feel where the hell the hoop is or what. Or maybe she's retarded. I don't know. But I thought it was pretty damn funny. It's kind of cute. Kind of funny. Sweet kid. I like that one. That's pretty funny. What's your worst bug-related story, Ryan, in Houston, Texas? Got bit by a brown recluse one time. I was playing cards. I noticed my hand was starting to squeak hurt. So the next day, I was like, you know what? I got to the hospital. Told me I got bit by a brown recluse. We had to cut it open, put packing in my arm, and put an IV in my arm. And I had to keep the IV for three days, four days, and I had to go get uh, medicine for four days straight. Yeah, I remember that vaguely. Yeah, it was, what was it 06? Was that? When that was yeah, 06? around 06, 07, yeah. When I was about five or six, there was a house fly in mom's house. And I don't know what my logic was, but I had a hockey stick. And I used it as a flashwater. And we had this big ass window in the living room. Fly lands on the window. I smashed the window. That's my buck story, short and sweet. Anything you want to say before we got here, Jeff? Draft season around the corner, throw us some questions. Give us a little bit more of a in-depth question because we don't know what the other people have on their teams. So we kind of like, it's a little bit longer questions right now. We're fine with details. that. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, format too, like scoring format. It's not always in there. I'm going to come up with a new segment this weekend for bold predictions because I think, I feel like Jeff goes a little too bold in his bold predictions. So we have to tone that, tone that down a bit, man. Take that down a notch. Later in the week, we've got the NFC East. And we're approaching that time of year now where we're going to be going two shows a week as we inch closer to the start of the NFL and fantasy football season. I'm talking to you out there listening to the show right now. I'm talking to you and just you alone. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Thank you for listening to The Flex. We will talk to you later in the week. Have a great day. Have a great couple of days. Till then, see ya. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Flex. Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. Visit FantasySportsStudios.com to get your fantasy sports fix and interact with the show. Email the show at TheFlex at FantasySportsStudios.com.